Good morning, Be Fly Media Nation. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, I love photography, if you don't know that. Uh, I've made it my life. And I was pondering about the history of photography. And I thought to myself, you know what? I think this would be some great content to create for myself and for the audience. So I, I wanted to just share a couple of things with you guys. So as you know, I'm a big fan of photography and I'm sure you are too. I mean, images are everywhere. Uh, pictures worth a thousand words and we are constantly seeing different imagery, different photos. What about the photos of the past? What were the first photos that were ever captured? How did the concept of a camera even come to be? You know, at some point, photography did not exist, you know? So I wanna just talk about these interesting topics with you guys. Uh, are the, if there's any topics that you want me to hit on in the future, guys, please uh, leave me a comment below. You guys know I'm pretty flexible to talk about just about anything. So yeah, thank you for listening in advance. Okay, guys, so the history of photography, if you guys don't know, uh, a really important factor in this equation is the camera obscura. And the word obscura, this is actually a Latin word, which means dark chamber. Okay, so just a little, you know, information there about that word. Now, the Greek philosopher Aristotle, who is from the fourth century BC, he came up with the concept of the camera obscura. He didn't actually get to, you know, witness it working or any of those things, uh, but he had the idea in his mind, okay? And then later on, the Chinese philosopher, uh, he also impacted the camera obscura because he actually described the basic principles of optics and the camera, okay? So uh, both this Greek and Chinese philosopher are quite important in photography as a whole. Without their idea, we wouldn't have photography today. So yeah, think about it, guys. It's kind of amazing. And we all have heard who Aristotle is, I'm sure. But wow, it's just so much more meaningful when you realize that Aristotle impacted what you do today for a living. So that's why we're doing this episode. Okay, guys. Now, in 1814, so many centuries later, uh, we have Joseph Niepce, and he achieves the first photographic image using the technology of the camera obscura. Now, this is not an ideal way to capture a photo because in those times, you had to be still for quite a few hours, okay? Um, and this first image that was captured, uh, the gentleman had his camera obscura on a tripod for eight hours. And it's not even a significant photo. It's a photo of buildings 
and some grass and it's in black and white and it's pixelated and the quality is absolutely horrible. And if you had this photo today in your phone, you would 100% delete this image. I promise you, nothing special about it. But obviously the concept of what was created was miraculous and pretty amazing, especially for the year 1814. My God, I can't even imagine what my ancestors were doing back in those times. Now, moving further along in history. So now we have Louis Daguerre, and he actually introduces the daguerreotype. And this is actually a fixed image that's on like a little sheet of metal, and this does not fade. Okay, so it's pretty amazing, you know, because now we have a way of copying an image onto this sheet of metal. And remember, we're talking about 1837, a daguerreotype. Maybe some of you have ancestors. I don't know. Maybe y'all need to talk to your grandparents or your great grandparents if you're lucky enough to have them and see what things that they might potentially have. Because you don't know, guys, these are some old things like who has a daguerreotype? Not many people. I remember when I was a student at the Art Institute, Mr. Stephen Nestler was his name. Uh, he was a great photographer, by the way. I don't know if he's still around, but if he is, shout out to him. He brought a few sample daguerreotypes to our class and they were so small. It's like a, a little photo that you keep in your pocket, but there's no color. It's just on this sheet of metal and it was actually made with mercury. So this process, not only did it take forever, it's also really hazardous and dangerous. So photographers or people who were trying to capture an image back in the day, a lot of respect for them because they were basically risking everything to document this, okay? Uh, now, moving forward, okay? Frederick Scott Archer, he invented the collodion process. And this is something which will reduce light exposure time to just two to three seconds. So going back to Joseph Niepce, remember how he achieved the first photographic image? Well, he had to get that result standing there for eight hours. Super inconvenient, right? You know, he just lost a lot of time. Uh, but now in 1851, Friedrich Scott Archer, like I said, he's the one who created the collodion process, which is amazing. It's a huge advancement in photography because again, exposure time is just two to three seconds. So it's a really, really big deal. Okay. Now further, a couple of years later, now we're talking about the year 1888. So George Eastman He's the gentleman who patents the Kodak roll film camera. And this is in 1888. So, okay, so now we're really having some exciting advancements in photography. You know, like Kodak is a well-known name. I'm pretty certain you guys have seen that name at some point. Uh, Kodak is also known for a lot of other things just apart from film. So, yeah, a huge shout out to... Kodak and George Eastman. Thank you so much. Now, 
what happens in the 1900s? So we have the first mass marketed camera, and this is called the Brownie. And the Brownie camera goes on sale. So this is actually like the first time in history that a camera can be put into the hands of the common folk, regular people, people who are not of status, people who, you know, can finally get their hands on this technology. So it's a big, big deal that this camera known as the Brownie went on sale. If anybody owns one of these original cameras, I am positive it has some true value. So if you have one of these guys, please comment below. I would love to see an actual photo of an original brownie because I've never seen one in person. And again, this is from the year 1900. So yeah, if you have that or access to one of those, you're lucky. Make sure it's in good condition. Take care of it because it's a, a true treasure. Okay. Now, a very interesting things ha uh, thing rather happened in the year 1927. Okay, so in the year 1927, almost a uh, hundred years ago, it's kind of crazy to think about it. But General Electric invents the modern flash bulb. Okay, why is this important? This is important for the concept of lighting your subject. Okay, so now cameras are really gonna start to evolve and change. Yeah, because the first camera, you know, 1900s, okay, great, we can capture photos now, but you can only do that with the daylight, right? You can't take good quality photos at night unless your subject is, you know, like a flame or a fire or a, a light of some sort, like in night photography. But it's a huge deal now that in 1927, the modern flash bulb is invented, okay? So things are starting to kind of advance, but remember, we're still in 1927, which is around the time of the Great Depression, so that's kind of crazy to me, if you really think about it. Guys, if you have relatives that are older, talk to them, ask them to see any of their old pictures. You know, I, I have family members, I have, a lot of family members, God, too many sometimes, but they have so many beautiful old school photographs from like the thirties. I haven't seen anything beyond that because, you know, I don't have relatives that I know of or have contact with them to have the privilege of seeing those things. But, uh, my grandmother on my father's side, uh, she has quite a collection of you know, old school black and white photos of when my dad was a kid and my dad was born in the 50s. So, you know, you really see like the simplicity of life and the times and everything like that. And just all these pictures back in the day were in black and white. Okay. So just keep that mentally present. All right. Now in the year 1948, something pretty amazing happens. Now we have the Polaroid camera, it's being launched, okay? And this is something done by Edwin Land, okay? So the first Polaroid camera comes out on the market. That's a huge deal. It's a big deal. 
And what's awesome is that a Polaroid camera, you get instant gratification, right? This is the first time we now have instant gratification. We can take a photo and boom, it's right there. It comes out of the camera. You gotta wait for it to dry, maybe like 30, 60 seconds and you can see your photo. This is in black and white though, FYI. Okay, so we've got Polaroids coming out in black and white. Um, maybe some of your family members have old Polaroid photos. Take a look at that, guys. You know, this is a cool opportunity and a great way for you to have conversation with maybe older family members or people that you're trying to connect with. You know, just 1948 was not that long ago. Okay, can you believe it? So moving forward, in the year 1963, around the time when my mom was born, Polaroid introduces the instant color film. Okay, guys, this is huge. Cause you know, black and white is one thing, but now the world has been introduced to having the possibility of finally having color in their pictures. This is an, an amazing revolution in photography. So finally, 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 1963, we're starting to see some color and it's an instant happy moment in history. I'm pretty confident for the photographer who finally got to see their work go from black and white to color overnight. It's just like, yes, love this. Okay, so 1963, color film hits the market. Very exciting. Okay, now, in 1984, it's also a really great book, by the way. So, um, in 1984, this is a, a really big deal because not only was 1984 like a revolutionary time period for like electronics, the computer, tech, like just so many things happened in 84. Uh, but Canon, they demonstrate the first digital electronic still camera. Okay, so let me clarify. So they demonstrated this. This does not mean that it was released to the public. They, it was very expensive, number one. Number two, they were still figuring things out. They were working out the bugs. They were, photography is, you know, still evolving today, I believe. So in 1984, you know, they had the idea. They, you know, they demonstrated the possibilities, but, you know, still we couldn't do anything with that idea yet. We'll have to wait some more time until that further develops and that it becomes, you know, realistic and that it makes sense and that the technology is not going to be out of the consumer's reach because in these times, something like this would have cost a substantial amount of money. Okay. Now moving along. So that's just a brief little history of, you know, what significant things kind of happen up until that time, guys. And as you know, in 2008, uh, a really amazing thing happened. And that was the introduction of the iPhone. And 
to me, iPhone is a, is a big deal. It had a lot of amazing ideas, especially when it came to having your music in one place, when it came to having your photos all in one device. So huge deal, 2008. And a couple years later, we now have the ability through Kyocera, um, this is a Japanese brand, they have the first camera on the phone. And if you guys don't remember, Kyocera was like this big deal. Sorry for the interruption, guys. We had a random call coming through. Expedia, I did not sign up for anything. Don't call me. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, but I was talking about 1984 and how Canon had presented the idea of the digital image, okay? But they couldn't do anything with it yet. Now, it isn't until 1991 that the first professional digital camera is released on the market and this is something that kodak did okay so there's just you know a lot happening from fourth century up until the current time and i wish i could kind of really dive deeper into each topic because there's just so many interesting directions that we could go and we could spend a lot of time on each of these key topics, I think. And it just, it's something that I'm very passionate about. But yeah, I, I just wanted to give you guys that reminder that, you know, photography is a gift. It's a gift that we have, it really is. It's a way that we can remember and preserve time. It's a way we can be artistic, you know? And, and our ancestors who, were pioneers in trying to do this in the earlier times, in the earlier days, what a big deal this would be to them. Because hundreds and hundreds of years ago, the only way to capture a picture was how? How was that? You got to paint it. And guess what? If you were an artist, you were probably not cheap. Okay. So think about that. And guess what? producing that picture takes a long, long time. So we have it so good, you guys. We can just, boom, take a picture, June, post it, the whole world can see it. It wasn't like that. It was not like that in the past. So we have truly, truly come a very long way. And I'm so happy that I was able to just share a little bit about that with you, you know, because I think it's pretty freaking cool that Aristotle, that Da Vinci, which sorry, I didn't really mention him much, but Da Vinci actually created like the blueprints for the camera obscura. Uh, and he used the principles and ideas of Aristotle. So yeah, there's just so many brilliant minds behind the art of photography. And I wanted to just Put that out there for you guys because it is truly mind-blowing at least it is to me and I had to share with my beautiful listeners because you guys deserve to know and photography is amazing and now 
hopefully you realize that it's even more amazing and that it's a privilege. It's a privilege. So do what you will with it. And maybe talk to some of your older relatives. Check out some of their old black and white photos. Maybe some of them have antiques or daguerreotypes or maybe they have old four by five cameras like amazing um and yeah you guys know i love old cameras and anything like that if any of you out there have any old cameras or just stuff that maybe you don't want if you want i will put it in my camera museum so just wanted to put that out there for you guys too thank you so much for listening to the podcast today It's been a pleasure hosting as always. Stay tuned for the next episodes. We're going to be talking about ancient civilizations. We're going to be talking about lots of interesting topics. And I'm so grateful for today and for you and for being present. And let's live in the present because it is a gift. And I want to, once again, just thank all the listeners out there. Please like, comment, subscribe, share. Follow me on TikTok if you guys want to learn Spanish with me. Follow me on all the platforms. And please do visit my website if you have not as of yet. It is beflymedia.us. And that is B-E-E-F-L-Y-M-E-D-I-A dot U-S for United States. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye.